Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to Girl on Fire podcast on the Believe Network, New York's number one podcast network for personal growth. This is your host, Kirsten Franklin, and on this week's show, our next guest is a business owner, startup mentor, keynote speaker, and has an extensive background in digital transformation and customer experience. She's worked with some of the top leading international companies, and she's been doing this for over 12 years. She's been ranked one of the top 35 innovators under 35 by MIT in 2017. She's been featured in, you know, International New York Times, BBC, CNBC, just to name a few. And uh, she was done so because she's an acclaimed female entrepreneur who has really reached a high level of success. It's a, she has a very interesting background. And right now, currently, she's actually changing the world with her latest innovation. And I don't know if I have this title right, but Blitab, uh, B-L-I-T-A-B, which is the first tablet for people with sight loss. Um, so I want you guys to welcome... Christina Svetanova. Hello, Kirsten. I'm really happy to be here today with you. Love it. Love it. So now you've won so many awards. And one of the one of the fun ones I like to say is the European Laureate of Cartier Women's Initiative. And I think that's awesome. You know, we as women here, you know, obviously want to empower other women, especially entrepreneurs. I think based on what I've seen, we're really doing really well. Um, you know, we're really kind of coming up. And tell me a little bit about, you know, you being this award-winning award winning female entrepreneur. Tell me a little bit about, about your background. It's really interesting because you've done so much, like a very, like a large variation, but all here in this kind of space. So tell me a little bit about your background and how you ended up doing what you do. I really appreciate it. You mentioned that I have very, let's say, diverse background because many times people perceive me just as entrepreneur or let's say person from the startup field, I consider myself as more like a corporate girl. And to be honest, I'm, I'm somewhere in between because um, I started my career being a supply chain major because I'm industrial engineer and I started working for Coca-Cola and many of the plants out there. And I was coordinating, you know, the production process, something that, you know, um, Nobody would say right now that uh, I did this. Um, and after that, I switched to the startup world because I had this idea and I was thinking, okay, how, how could I do it? Um, and, you know, it was know-how, it was connection, it was this internal drive um, to do something, to, you know, to take my, my destiny and my journey, not just to, to be in the corporate world and to stay there, I don't know, 10 20 years, and perhaps it would be the same. So, um, and this is how I switched. It, it was a tough journey. You know, it was not easy to, to, to switch your mindset, to take risks. And um, yeah, and the words, it was, you know, it, it's not luck. It's just hard work behind. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I choose my one-on-one clients, I turn down a lot of people and they, I think they, when, you know, you see advertising or when someone says, yeah, yeah, you have to fill out a form to work with me. I'm dead serious because if you don't actually believe you have to do something, don't talk to me. 
<laughs> like, Absolutely. unless you're a magician. Yeah. <laughs> like, that that's so that's so true. Um, you know, many times I've heard people. Um, you know, there are a lot of um, a lot of interviewers, a lot of successful people that just share the message. You have to follow your heart. You have to do what you want to do. And to be honest, yes, maybe. But the thing is, you have to do so many things that you don't enjoy. And you have to really go there, struggle, see what it is in order to finally get to the, you know, to the nice part of it. So it's, it's really hard work. And I always say that the idea of everything, so the idea of light up was just 1% of it. But the whole execution from start till uh, selling the IP of the technology, which happened a year and something ago, was hard work. Congrats. <laughs> but tell me a little bit about how that even came about. What was the interest in the sort of tech within disability? Like, how did that even come up for you? If you had asked me this question, how many years? Seven years ago, um, um, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought of disability, what it is, you know, um, how difficult it is for people with special needs, what kind, what kind of market it is at all, what kind of devices out there. I started from zero. I didn't know nothing about this market. And um, I think without having any personal touch, because my best friend is blind, without having him in my life, I would never have known what it is. And this is how everything started. It was just a random class we had in university. And um, he just told me how difficult it is for him to sign up for an online course, something we could do with our phone, with tablet, everything that we have. It's, it's, we don't think about it. And for him, 21st century, it was a no-go. Hey, come on, how it is possible? And then I realized, yes, there is a need. There is something out there which is completely inaccessible and expensive. More than $5,000 costs like a very bulky keyboard. And um, there, is a, there's, there is a market out there. So I, I really look at not only the social impact, but also from the sales perspective, what I could bring to this market. And yeah. that's how it started. That's amazing. Yeah, you really, you know, honestly, you don't really understand how anybody with any kind of um, like disability functions in this world. Like I wouldn't, like one of my best friends is now a quadriplegic. I didn't realize like how many, like that inch you might take over that crosswalk just stops them from freaking going, right? Like all of that stuff. The fact that I live in Manhattan, I'm like, my best friend can't visit me. I have to go down, go outside and go visit her in a hotel if she's going to come here because my building, she can't get to, there's not a lot of cabs she can hop into. It's just, it's amazing. She can't get into a subway if she wanted to, because most of them aren't handicapped accessible. Yeah. It's amazing how, what difficulties you, you start to notice for others when you're sort of uh, touched by it, you know, um, tell me a little bit about, you know, I've heard that you say innovation, creativity, and impact are the powerful trio. Talk to me about that. What does that mean? You know, for me, these are the three, three key triggers in everything I do. Because without, without this creative mind, without thinking out of the box, I know it's a cliche, but really without, you know, having this vision how to go there 
and what you have to achieve in order to reach your goal. You, you, you couldn't achieve anything. And the innovative part is, okay, what, what, is, what is not there? How I could put my value to, to something new? How I could see, okay, this is there, but how we can make it you know, um, more um, impactful to people and how we can serve them better? This is something that um, defined all my life so far, to be honest. At the beginning, I didn't I didn't think about light up as a creative piece. I, I was thinking, okay, it's a technology. Well, it's technology. It's something that millions of people could benefit of, but not like creativity. And then um, uh, we were awarded by one of the top creative agency out there. There is initiative led by the U.S. Uh, ambassador in Denmark at that time. Creative Business Cup. There were thousands of projects out there, and we won. We were the first place. We went through so many. This was one of the first actual competition where you know we we we. I would say um, we managed to overcome ourselves and go there and say, you know, this is it. Maybe it's innovative. Maybe it's creative. But that's it. And at the time, it was a bulky thing. It's it's. Yeah, but still we want it. So it's, um, you have to push yourself, I believe. Yeah. And you have to believe in yourself. That's, that's, that's the thing. So why don't you talk to some of the young female entrepreneurs that are listening to this. And when they're, just like you said, when you have to push yourself, when you have to believe in yourself, a lot of times we don't come up with that automatically in our surrounding. Maybe our parents are like, no, keep your steady job, right? No, go to school. Um, what would you say to those those young ladies? What would you tell them to do? How can they get motivated, trust to take the leap, and be okay with wherever they land? You know, I'm, I appreciate that you asked me this question. And um, I, I really wanted at that time, so several years ago, to have somebody really to, to, to tell me what to do, how to do it, at least to find it. Exactly. Look at this entrepreneur. Look at this female, uh, you know, leader. You have to look what she has done in order to to be successful. But of course, there was nobody at that time. And for me, it was a struggle. Although I, I'm like a second generation entrepreneur, my family, my my um, my grandpa and my father, they're both entrepreneurs. There was nobody like a female lead just you know, give me the power to do so. And I was taught, you know, go to the best school in the city, go to the best university in the country, if possible, get the most successful and, you know, prominent job and company. And, you know, that's the thing you get from your family, more or less, as advice. Um, but I dare and said, no, it, it's something that I don't want to do. Um, and I think it, it, in first place, it comes somewhere from inside of you. And second place is that um, you have to believe, I, I told, but it's very important. And after that is that right now we are lucky because we have this movement of successful female leads. We have much more CEOs. We have much more, many more entrepreneurs out there. Um, I was also in the position of MIT Advisory Board, Cartier, uh, pool of um, you know, female leaders to support and encourage many of them to to take this path. So it's 
it's a bit easier, I would say, to see how you would like to look in, I don't know, three, five, ten years. But at that time, it was difficult. And um, if I could give one, I don't want to advise people, to be honest, but if I could share one thing that um, could help me at that time was look at the community as the value you could exchange of. Right now, community is everything. So that's the currency we have to exchange. And um, I was in Japan. And there, the culture is completely different as in the States or in Europe. And female, so let's say ladies, are told from children, they don't have to stand out. I think they're like a phrase with the finger. I cannot remember what was it exactly. And they just... They're not allowed to send out. And I was invited there to speak of more than 2,000 people, only female um, audience, how to encourage them. And the thing is, you don't have to pretend you're successful or you achieved this and you have 1,000 words, you were in New York time and so on. Just tell your story. And I, I share that you have to do a lot of compromises. There is not like a work-life balance. It was 120% just work. And I didn't have any pride. struggled a lot. And I shared all of this in some many small things and stories. And I just, I saw tears in their eyes. They really can, can you can see the empathy of the people. They, they see that reflect what you're saying. And I think that's, that's the powerful message. We don't have to pretend that we have superpowers and we are, you know, so prominent and so successful because we're just human, human beings. Yeah, you said something interesting. You said you don't believe that there is uh, the possibility of like work-life balance, especially when you're in startup, especially when you're really loving something, right? I just recently read uh, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, um, the co-founder of Nike, right? And all that he went through, right? And it's interesting. Um, because I kind of preach a little bit of a different thing, although I don't preach, you can have it all. Okay. I don't care what you think it's supposed to look like the ultimate mom vision, the ultimate wife vision, the ultimate girlfriend, whatever the hell it is and your business. I don't believe you can have your perfect vision unless your perfect vision is you running around doing all of it a little bit at a time or whatever it looks like. Right. Um, but I, I actually do think you can have a level of balance, but I don't think it's going to look the way social media tells you it's going to look like in social media. I feel like it's like, right. we're all going to sit on the beach and push this button on our phone and be millionaires. Now, now maybe somebody built a business that they can use from their phone. I know two of my companies, I can absolutely work from my giant oversized phone uh, in case of emergency or in case I'm somewhere, but I built it like that. It didn't materialize for me sitting on my ass, drinking my ties, pushing a button like mm-hmm. I built that shit, you know? So it's interesting. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it does it's what you said in the beginning, it takes work to do what it's necessary. There's never going to be any aspect of your dream that is awesome. I hate accounting. So of course I don't do it in my companies, but I hate accounting. So, you know, but I did have to understand it to understand what people are doing so that I don't get in trouble later, you know, right? Um, you know? Yeah. So what you do you No, you can't, you can't, but I mean, know your, know your, know your strengths, know your weaknesses, know what you actually like, 
And, you know, yeah, you have to follow your dream in a sense of what I think you were saying. It has to come from within. But there's the opposite of that. Everything you freaking love isn't your next big plan. I love to eat hamburgers, you know, yeah. but I don't love anything about the restaurant business and I don't know how to cook. So should I open up a hamburger joint? I mean, I don't think so, but I literally love them. I could taste 50 hamburgers and tell you exactly what's in there. Right. I, I, like yeah. I love them, <laughs> you know, but I mean, so talk to me, actually, I love this. What is next for you? Right. We have, we have the fly tab going, we have that you've sold that. Right. And so what's next? What's next for you? I, I think next is already like present um, because um, it, it's already a while uh, since, um, since we did the deal. But the thing is, I was all during the whole time I was, um, you know, I was invited to serve as a advisor to, to G7 or to European Commission or to other companies which in Europe and United States and even in Singapore. Um, and I thought, okay, what's, what's the value I could bring right now? I have the freedom to choose where to live, what to do, what's next. And at that time, I was invited as a um, um, venture lead, uh, one of the four companies that were building like a digital hub and they need the person to support them in building the team and um, um, let's say, starting a startup from the corporate side. I said, that's, that, that, that's very, you know, adventurous. That's very exciting. Let's do it. And right now what I'm doing, I'm combining all of the pieces in order to, to push the new way of working for big companies. This means they, it's a challenge. They don't know how to work visually. They don't know how to work remotely. They rely on the old-fashioned, traditional ways, something that we don't do, don't do. Conversation and podcast we are doing right now, they just, okay, it's, uh, perhaps marketing could do it, but maybe, you know, things like this. And I'm trying to push um, big corporates into this direction, uh, combining all of my background, network, um, as well as, um, you know, branding. Sometimes you cannot forget the hair. Uh, so I'm trying to Love put it. everything in one piece as well as my my expertise in the area so I could make it happen. So again, a challenge, you know, it's for me it was was not easy so far. I think it will not be also in the future. Yeah, what, but what's easy, right? I mean, what easy is boring. If yeah, it's a, if, that's honestly, the thing. If it's easy, you didn't learn anything new. You're not expanding your brain. You're not drilling down new neuropathways. You're going to get dementia. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Like seriously. Right. I mean, it's the difficult things. It's the things that take all of your conscious mind to figure out and work with that. That makes it fun, or at least for me. Um, Absolutely. And right now I have such a huge exposure to a lot of things that are changing. And um, I think um, because I didn't want to start something from scratch because of starting something. I really want to tap more into, okay, what's next? To see where the wave is coming from, to catch at the right time. And I think I have several things in my mind already, but let's, let's see what will come. Right, right. So what would be one piece of advice you'd like to leave the listeners with? What would be your big statement? Let me see what it could be. You know, I'm a strong advocate of female entrepreneurs. I was... An- 
something that I could leave as as a message is that don't you know don't rely that everything in your life will be perfect and you will have everything at the same time. Just believe in yourself, and if you fail, just um, you know, if you fail, if you fall, just take a deep breath and start once again. Start from scratch. Start to desire. Start, you know, look at look at the vision, where it is, where you want to go, what you need in order to get it done, and just get it done. Hustle every day, work, don't stop, and you will get there. I love it. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed our time together. Thank you. Have a nice one, Kristen. Thank you. You too. So that is it for this week. Thank you for joining me. And I hope that you enjoyed today's show. If so, don't forget to rate it. If you guys have a pressing question, feel free to tweet me at CS Thrive uh, or on Instagram at Thrive Tribe 3.14159. Again, I know that's a weird one. It's just pi. So it's three, it's Thrive underscore Tribe underscore 3.14159. Or of course, you can join me in Facebook at my free group, which is Thrive Tribe Global. If you just search groups and you enter in Thrive Tribe Global, you should see us there um, and you can join it for free. Uh, I answer your questions in there, but if you guys send me a question through there, I will be sure to answer it here on this podcast. And as always, if you're ever interested in advertising on the show, please contact the Believe Network at Believe, B-L-E-A-V, at believe.com. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.